live A-C-U. from the ACU of Texas Studios. This is the Clear Lake Today Podcast Network. Welcome to Meet in the Middle Chronicles. This is Sam Collins, and this is 2020. The first Friday, January 3rd, 2020, is a new year, and we wanted to start with a new program. Today, we're going to be talking with Mayor Randy Strickland and Hitchcock Police Chief Wilman Smith. Uh, Norman is normally with me on our Meet in the Middle program, but he is with family for the holidays. Uh, so today, uh, uh, 2020 starts a new year, and we thought Hitchcock has a new comprehensive plan recently reported in the Galveston County Daily News, and also a new program coming through uh, the HPD and Hitchcock ISD with TAPS Academy. So we wanted to give the chief and the mayor an opportunity to give our listeners an update. But for some of them that don't know the mayor and the chief, we're going to give you an opportunity to introduce yourself, give a little background. Uh, Mayor Strickland, we'll have you go first. Okay, great. I'm Randy Strickland. I've been on the city council there in Hitchcock for uh, seven years and decided to run for mayor and got elected, trying to make some changes in Hitchcock. I've lived in Hitchcock since 1967 and uh, haven't seen a lot of things going on, but we're trying to make those changes and uh, we're very involved in it. A little more background, didn't you also serve on the school board? I was on the school board for eight years. Uh, then we moved out of the country and I had to give that up. Uh, my two boys went to school there in Hitchcock. My wife is a lifelong resident there in Hitchcock lived there her whole life uh, and we decided to move back in Hitchcock and be a part of the system all right and Chief Smith a little background on yourself good morning um, I'm retired um, DPS I was with DPS for about 30 years I retired uh, in uh, 2016 and for about three years after that I was with the uh, Harris County District, District Attorney's Office as an investigator and right at about a year ago, I came over to Hitchcock, and uh, so it's been a good assignment. All right. Uh, Mayor Strickland, would you give the listeners a little update? A lot of individuals have been uh, reading numerous articles about Hitchcock over the past 18 to 24 months. Uh, there were some challenges in the city, uh, and now it seems that the city is getting turned around. And uh, for our listeners, would you give them a little update of what's actually happening and going on in the city? Sure, Sam. Appreciate it. Now, we've got to increase financial transparency within the city of Hitchcock. We adopted our 2020 budget and audit and utility rate study. It can be viewed on our website, www.cityofhitchcock.org. We reduced a 60-day lag for utility billing. We're updating so many things within the city itself. And uh, we do have found that we have over probably $250,000 worth of uncollected uh, utility bills that we're working on you know for the citizens of Hitchcock a lot of these things come out in our uh, letter the monthly our, newsletter the monthly newsletter that comes out in the water bills and we'd really like people to read that it's really informative a lot of information of what's going on within the city itself we were trying to clean up Hitchcock and, and get ready for the new things that are happening through uh, all of our planning with all the leaders that we've uh, gotten Hitchcock Gosh, we've, uh, I think we've hired over 18 em- new employees. A lot of those were in the police department. We're setting up Saturday, fixing to start interviewing for the 
new city secretary and some heads of some other departments that have left the city since since uh, this year oh gosh we've got uh the county allocated like $830,000 for uh, road funds within the Galveston County, and we received a lot of that within Hitchcock itself. The city commission altogether agreed on $210,000, so we've gotten close to a million dollars that we're gonna put back into the city streets where we've had a lot of concerns within the, the city folks driving around, and we're up and date, up and date those things. Uh, we've had a, if you, people drive through Hitchcock and look down uh, 2nd Street and Hacker Road, we've cleaned those ditches out, getting ready for, I guess, hurricane season and down Neville the same way. Uh, both sides of those roads were fixing up. After the first of the year, come in and, and get those roads paved because those are the more traffic areas. Oh gosh, the Jane Roads drainages, those folks have had some problems out there for many years and, and it's still ongoing. We're trying to upgrade those ditches and some of the culverts and stuff. One of the things that we found as we went through the year that the infrastructure within the city is uh, not been upgraded for quite some time. So we were awarded, I don't know, a million and a half dollars from disaster recovery supplement grant for sewer and uh, drainage infrastructure improvements and some of those are the main streets in Hitchcock that we're going to be working on and again like I said we're interviewing for a city secretary and that's going to give our city administrator a lot more time to focus on some of the other problems that we do have in Hitchcock and we've had several committees within Hitchcock and we'd really appreciate if anybody's interested in serving on some of these committees get with the, the city administrator and, and fill out an application and the list on there of what committees we do have available and what you can serve on and what you want to do to help Hitchcock improve. One of our main ones is the Charter Review Committee. They've been meeting, I believe it's probably the fourth, fourth meeting that they've had thus far. And uh, we found that the city charter was originally adopted back in 1960. And that was a long time ago. Time for an update, huh? It's, yeah, so it was amended in 71 and again in 95. But we found that the charter that rules how the city performs, what we can do and can't do, is so outdated uh, that we're eliminating quite a few things within the charter itself that will be ruled by the state charter. So uh, that, that's, that's a big thing that we're doing right there as far as how the city's going to be ran and everything. Uh, we had many, many things, financial and housekeeping. We adopted, the, as I said, the 2020 budget. We've adopted a five-year capital improvement plan so we can apply for some grants. You gotta have a plan before anybody will give you any money to perform within the city itself. So we, we're really proud of that. Uh, we've adopted employee play plan, pay plan, adopted new personnel policies and procedures manual and adopted a new investment policy for the city itself so we get a better return on the money that we do have. Uh, job descriptions, uh, I don't think the city really had any of those that were specific for the different departments and we developed those so we can reach out and people know exactly what's expected of them when they come to work for the city. We've got a new revised animal ordinance which Hitchcock never had before to regulate the animals within the city the loose dogs uh, we've had several situations where people have been bitten by loose dogs and nobody knew who they were so 
we've got the new plan for that. We, we just have a lot of positive things going on in Hitchcock itself. Well, I think uh, the hiring of the new uh, city administrator helped in, in getting some of these things uh, updated uh, because for, uh, uh, what, two, three decades we hadn't had a city administrator? Yes, it, it's been quite some time, Sam. And the thing about our new city administrator, uh, the experience that she has, I mean, it's, you can see within the city itself how things are improving because of, of hiring of a city administrator. And even before she was officially hired, she was sending me information from other cities where she had been. And if you took the name of that city off and put Hitchcock on it, it's the same problems that we were having. And uh, she was a real positive influence in, in those cities progressing on down the road. So she had faced some of these challenges before yeah. and wasn't, wasn't her first time trying to turn around the city. Uh, facing these types of challenges. Uh, you know, you mentioned a couple of things about cleaning up. Uh, you know, on our way here to the studio, we, we passed a couple of apartments down Delaney, and that's getting cleaned up. Uh, I think it's Enchanted Oaks. Yes, right on the corner of Prairie and uh, Delaney Road, I believe it is. They're really bringing it up to par with the new standards and stuff, and they're, they're really, it's gonna be a nice place for somebody to live. Yeah, you know, as you enter the city limits down Delaney, it's, it's nice to see that, that, that uh, those two apartment complexes are being cleaned up uh, because that's kind of the first image people get of, of the city. You know, throughout this, this process, uh, uh, I've shared with individuals that this was not going to be an easy turnaround because there were many challenges, and uh, sometimes there's uh, some pain and growth. Uh, but... Uh, there's some difficult things that need to be done, difficult decisions that needed to be made. We had been uh, operating in the red and the deficit for a couple of years, and now we're, we're in the positive. I think the, the last report, we were positive about a million and a half in the budget yes. surplus, and uh, which that's getting the numbers going and trending in the right direction. While we're not all the way out of the, the woods yet, we are in a much better condition than we were two, two and a half years ago. And, uh, right after Hurricane uh, Harvey. Uh, so hopefully uh, listeners and, and the community can be patient and those that are outside of the city limits of Hitchcock uh, with the positive things going on with regards to economic development, housing, uh, and cleaning up the city, hopefully uh, those businesses will look to uh, Hitchcock to improve. One of the uh, challenging things during the downturn is uh, a reduction in our police de department of uh, officers uh, in the city, and that was uh, upsetting to some. So, uh, Chief Smith, will you update us of uh, where you're at currently with the police department and how things are going there? Right now, we're, we're at about 15 officers uh, commissioned and uh, five um, dispatch, um, and we're we're holding steady with the with the employees that we have. Uh, I'm thinking maybe in March we're going to add another officer that will be in the form of a compliance officer. Uh, we applied for and received a grant uh, that's going to, to pay for most of the salary for that new officer. Uh, I think down the line we're going to be looking at maybe um, in another year or so adding some additional officers um, to help with the increase or the influx of, of uh, families that we're expecting in the Hitchcock area. but. Uh, uh, I think that we are turning the corner and we're doing pretty we're doing pretty good with, with what we have right now. So. Okay, is that the only grant that y'all applied for and got or is it something else that the police department uh, 
as recently uh, I think we, re we received some equipment recently huh yes we um, <clears throat> we actually um, received some surplus equipment uh, in the form of two Humvees from the military uh, we're going to be using those vehicles in various capacities uh, um, um, and um, we are also applying for um, uh, some other grants to to get some other equipment so I think um, overall we're 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 getting better each day so one of the, one of the things that I participated in recently the new program that the police department implemented was the Citizens Police Academy Hitchcock finally had their their first uh, Citizens Police Academy last year could you uh, tell our listeners a little bit about that Yes, um, Citizens Police Academy is just a, um, an organization that um, has been around for a long time, and most uh, police departments have the Citizens Police Academy. Um, Hitchcock had their first Citizens Police Academy. It consists of a group of citizens from the Hitchcock area who are interested in furthering the goals of the police department. Uh, and basically, they go through the types of some of the same types of training that police officers go through. And they are a, maybe a support auxiliary for the police department. Uh, they go through firearms training, uh, classes in, in use of force, uh, classes in traffic law enforcement. Uh, they go through shoot, don't shoot type scenarios. Um, they get to ride along with the police officers. Um, if there's any type of fundraising that may need to be done, they uh, help to facilitate the fundraising. Um, Basically, they're just another branch or another arm of the police department. Although they're not commissioned, they work very closely with the police department and, like I said, further the goals of the agency. Um, we had, I think, about 15 people that were graduates of our first Citizens Police Academy. Uh, we're looking to start uh, our second academy um, sometime in the early part of this year. Uh, yeah, the uh, ride alone was quite an experience for myself. One of the one of the challenges that I noticed in in the ride alone when we went uh, down two double four, and that was a car that was disabled. Uh, uh, the officer uh, that I was riding with was able to stop and give some aid. That was already a tow truck on the way, and the, the lady's husband. But it seemed like that is uh, uh, one of the problem areas in the city. Could you? Uh, update the uh, listeners regarding uh, uh, issues out there on 2004 and why it's important to control your speed out there? Yes, 2004 has been an issue for, for a very long time, actually for decades. Um, here recently, probably about three to four months ago, we lowered the speed limits in certain portions of 2004, um, but the traffic is still uh, very heavy at certain times during the day. Um, so we're trying to get folks to decrease their speed because so far this year, I think we've had about maybe six fatalities on 2004. Well, 2019. We're only three days in this year. I'm sorry. Uh, last year. <laughs> last year. Right. I'm still operating on 2019. So in 2019, we had about six six fatalities. Uh, and that's not to include all of the, the wrecks that we had in which there was serious bodily injury. So... Uh, we w we want folks to really pay attention. You know, it's amazing when you stop folks on 2004 for speeding. Uh, they can honestly tell you that they don't even know what the speed limit is, and that's what most of them say. They don't. They didn't even you know think about uh, the speed limit. They're just traveling with the traffic or traveling as fast as the vehicle that's in front of them. And so, with all of the traffic that we have going down towards Chocolate Bayou and some of the other plants down there, 
Uh, we want to get folks to try and slow it down. It's, you know, it's really tough to have some of these conversations with the family members of, uh, of people that are that are killed along 2004 that are involved in accidents. And, and oftentimes, you know, a contributing factor to those to their deaths is, is going to be speed. And so we really want folks to slow it down and be safe and, you know, and pay attention to those yellow lines and not pass in the, in the no passing zones. Um, um, you know, I find that in the mornings and in the evenings you can go out there and um, you can write a full ticket book just on no pass, just on passing and no passing zone. So uh, we really need folks to pay attention to those lines because uh, it doesn't take very much. And if you're traveling, you know, 20 to 30 miles over the speed limit, um, uh, things can happen. So we just want folks to be safe. What other uh, programs would you like to highlight or things that y'all are doing in the department there that you've seen an improvement? Because uh, you're coming up uh, end of this month. It's a one-year anniversary for you, right? That's right, the end of this month. Well, we've got uh, one of the first programs that we started is the Are You Okay program. And that's a program where uh, every officer has to go out and find three seniors. And, and as police officers, we adopt those seniors and we check on them um, every other week or so, either by you know, phone, calling them, or going to the house and knocking on the door and seeing if they're okay and if they need anything. You know, we had some situations where we've had seniors that we've adopted and, you know, um, you develop a relationship and a rapport with them. And, you know, later on you find out, you know, they're having to choose between medication and food. And so um, it's very important that we look after our seniors. And so we really, really stress that particular program. Uh, we've um, had... Um, milk and cookies with a cop we've had coffee with a cop um we did our uh, national night out uh um, a few months back and that was very successful we had a very large turnout and the community was very uh, receptive to that um uh, one other program that we recently did was uh, chief of the week and that's where we have one of our officers assume my duties as a chief for an entire week uh it's a way of um of uh, giving that officer an, an opportunity to see some of the decisions that have to be made and maybe encourage them to get a more global view of law enforcement. Uh, oftentimes as an officer, you're only concerned about your particular situation. And so um, uh, it really helps to educate the officers about some of the decisions that have to be made and some of the thought processes that go into the decisions and how you really have to look at the overall um, Best look for the best decision for the for the uh, for the agency as a whole. So, um, one thing that we recently got involved in with um, uh, a program called TAPS, which is out of Houston, and it's a uh, teens and policing program. It helps it helps to bridge the gap between te teens and police, and so we're going to be starting that in the Hitchcock School District here, uh, probably in the next few weeks. So where officers are actually going into uh, uh, classroom and visiting with teens and developing a rapport with them because uh, nationwide there seems to be a gap between police and teens and so we want to do what we can to help to help bridge that gap and so we'll be implementing and, and starting that program in the Hitchcock school system. I think it's be we'll probably be one of the first ones in Galveston County with that particular program. Yeah, Dr. Penn, I've known him for several years and uh, his staff do an excellent job of uh, uh, bridging that gap. They received a grant to go into 
nine additional schools and Hitchcock will be uh, one of those nine and I, I believe the only one under this uh, current grant uh, they have offered the program I believe in Galveston and Lamarck in the past but not this specific uh, uh, grant uh, cover those school districts so we're glad to have that program coming to Hitchcock it's 11 week course and uh, they'll have a nice graduation for the students uh, and they have uh, actual tests where they measure uh, at the beginning the perception of the youth of, of the police and then at the end and and all of their statistics shows improvement uh, in those relationships so that's that's going to be good um, any other uh, programs one, one of the things with uh, you coming in the the networking and your professional network has uh, brought in uh, other professionals uh, through uh, your relationship with DPS uh, where you've brought in some instructors to, to kind of uh, teach uh, the officers there uh, some things you want to talk about those a little bit yes um, when I when I hired on with Hitchcock one of the first calls I received and was from the director of DPS and he and I were talking and I was telling him about some of the needs that we had in regards to training and uh, he made it clear that uh, DPS would, would open themselves up all of our training to our agency. And so pretty much uh, for the last year, all of our training we partnered with DPS or some other agency. And uh, so DPS will send the instructors down and we'll get with Santa Fe PD and uh, use their classroom or their facilities and kind of open it up and uh, it's been a, a, a a range of topics that we've been teaching all law enforcement related and we open this up to other agencies so it's really been a good um, um, a, a good marriage um, uh, you know I like the DPS model because it's kind of worked you know over the last 30 years of my career and so um, we're going to be patterning ourselves a lot of what we do at the DPS and so as far as the professionalism and the training and so um, uh, our most recent training was some leadership training. Uh, DPS came down and did a, a from Austin and did a 16-hour block on leadership. Uh, we've had first aid training from DPS, human smuggling training. Um, we've had search warrant writing, um, report writing from the Texas Rangers. So uh, basically, we're using a lot of contacts and getting some training that would probably normally cost the, the PD a lot of money to bring in those instructors and pay their per diem and pay their hotel. But like I said, the relationships are very, very important. And I always stress that with my officers to, to work on building relationships every day and partnerships. And so, uh, and they're very appreciative. And, and uh, so we can already see a difference um, um, in, in some of the training and, and, and the guys really appreciate it. And like I said, we have other agencies that come and participate in the training, the sheriff's office and, 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 and so you name it. So uh, I, I think that we're, we're really turning a corner and we want to be more involved in our training because uh, uh, these things are very, very important. You can't hold individuals accountable or hold them to a certain standard when they've not received the training. And so we're really working hard on getting our training up to, up to par. Thank you for those updates. One of the other things the police department has helped with is helping to clean up the city too with the um – uh, code enforcement individual and, and also with uh, uh, the cleanup days. Could you talk a little bit about uh, how that has worked too? Yes, we hired um, a code enforcement officer. She's a retired trooper uh, from DPS and we hired her. Her name is Candy. Uh, 
and um, Candy, the first week that she was an employee with the city, she went to school and to learn a, a more about code enforcement. And she came back and established her, she had established her networks with the other code enforcement officers in Galveston County. And she's basically hit the ground running. And so um, a lot of the things that maybe had not been addressed uh, within the city of Hitchcock, she's addressing those things uh, as far as weeds, junk vehicles, dilapidated housing. Uh, and she's really a, a people person and, she, and she's real easy going and, and, and has a way about her that she can get folks to comply. Um, so um, we're, we're very fortunate to have Candy. The We've got a new code enforcement officer that we're gonna be hiring um, here in March that's gonna be working with Candy. So um, I'm really thinking that, you know, we're, we're gonna be turning the corner and trying to get a lot of the city cleaned up. So we really want people to pay attention to their newsletters that are inside of their water bills because we're gonna have a, a fall cleanup and spring cleanup. And uh, and that's an opportunity if you got some things in your garage or around your house that you wanna get rid of and and uh, you can take those things over to the city barn and, and dispose of them as long as they fall within a certain, certain criteria. So um, code enforcement is very, very important because when folks ride around and they're trying to decide whether or not they wanna move to Hitchcock, um, uh, Things like dilapidated buildings and and um, and junk cars they take away from the from the property values and and you know we just don't want folks to decide to go move somewhere else move to Lamarck or Texas City because hey Hitchcock doesn't have it together yet so uh, we're really trying to turn that corner and get the city cleaned up and we would appreciate everyone's help in the making and making that happen and, and part of that moving forward is this uh, new uh, comprehensive plan. Uh, for the city that was uh, prepared by Texas A&M and the Texas Target Communities Program. Mayor, do you want to talk about some of the highlights there? You know, being an Aggie, I was excited about Texas A&M being involved, but with regards to uh, the assistance that they provided for the uh, community of Hitchcock, uh, whatever university it would have been, uh, if they were willing to do this kind of work, I would have been supportive of, because at the end of the day, I think we all want to see Hitchcock be better. And uh, this uh, 2020 plan is going to give us a clear vision uh, moving forward. Is there anything uh, specific in the plan that uh, that you liked, uh, Mayor, or through the process, if you could tell the listeners? Uh, I know you participated in several of the meetings and have had an opportunity to review the plan, which uh, listeners can go online to the City of Hitchcock uh, website, um, www dot city of hitchcock dot org and see the uh, entire plan but mary you want to share some things about it well there's quite a few things sam in that in that plan itself and and uh a and m along with several other colleges the students in those colleges went in and worked on this of course a and m was the the top one i won't take that away from you because i know <laughs> how you are being an Diggle. Aggie. uh but it's a it's a total plan for the city of Hitchcock. You know, it, it goes from uh, a new city hall, which Hitchcock has needed for quite some time. The existing city hall was flooded in the last storm with three foot of water within it, and it it looks a lot better than it did uh, right after the storm. We had somebody come in and replace it, but we're definitely looking for uh, a new place for a city hall. We we want people when they come into the city itself to know when they come into Hitchcock and when they leave Hitchcock. There's, there's nothing that really designates a 
central part of the city itself. Uh, we're working on, and it's, and it's in the comprehensive plan about, which has already been taken into effect, new signs on each end of the, the main road, so you'll know you're coming into Hitchcock. A lot of people don't think that's really important, but we really think that it's something that needs to be out there and let people know where they're at. Uh, along with, uh, look, there's just so many things within that. And I'll let you expound on it here in just a little bit, Sam. But within that too, it's, it's the plan is to bring more people in and want them to come to Hitchcock. We've got a couple of housing additions people may not know about uh, that are coming into Hitchcock right there on 2004 and, and Highway 6. There's uh, 100 and some homes are going to be built right there on the right hand side going north on uh, 2004. 2004. And then also off of uh, Shiro, uh, over there by the city barn, there's about 50 or 60 houses are going in there. Okay. And it's, and, a, it's and another that was, subdivision. There was one on the, uh, on the uh, west end there. What was the road uh, where they started building B? before the election. I can't think of the subdivision there where they have the houses. Uh, oh, I can't Meekum even think Road. of the street. Meekum Road? Meekum. Yeah, oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Road. They Black have Ridge. new houses going in there, right? Right. It's another subdivision. That land had been plotted a long, long time ago for houses, and it just uh, stopped for some reason. That was before my time. And this, a de developer came in and worked with the zoning group and we're having some nice houses built in there. They're nice starter houses for people that want to come to Hitchcock. So Hitchcock's growing within that comprehensive plan. You have to have a plan for a city. Uh, there's a lot of grants we're going to apply for and this comprehensive plan is going to help us be able to go to people and say, hey, we want to do this for our city. It's in our plan. They'll be able to look at the plan and see what we're going to spend their money for and, it, and it's, we're more apt to be awarded grants in that time but i'll let you expound on on the yeah you know one of, one of the things the the professional networking and relationships uh, i met um, uh, dr Rotter, who runs the texas rural leadership program and and they have uh, uh, on their facebook page uh, saying that community is much more than belonging to something it's about doing something together that makes belonging matter. And you know, uh, the two of you have uh, stepped into leadership role, roles as the mayor and, uh, and the police chief there in the city, and, and both of you have had a positive attitude about uh, turning the city around. We all know the challenges of, of a small city and the financial challenges, but you know, I'm just really impressed that uh, both of you kind of took the bull by the horn and, and just jumped in and, and went to work being positive on uh, trying to move the city forward. We can't go back to 2019 or 2017 or 1975 or 1960 and change any of those things. But uh, as we move forward with this comprehensive plan, it, it is very impressive at the uh, back of the plan. A lot of the um, websites and uh, grant opportunities uh, you know, we have to qualify for them, so there's no guarantee we get it, but uh, the current condition, the economic condition of the city, uh, the fact that it was affected by uh, the hurricane, uh, that's one reason we qualify for this A&M program. They helped Rockport and uh, the city of Hitchcock after Hurricane Harvey because they knew both small towns needed help uh, coming up with a comprehensive plan, and uh, they, we're already seeing benefits uh, from them working with us at a, with other uh, businesses and, and groups looking to come in to help with economic development 
and um, housing needs uh, to improve the housing stock of the city. I, I, I drive around the city, I see uh, uh, other older homes being torn down and new homes being built with some funds. I don't know if they were as far back as Ike funds or those are just Harvey funds, but uh, some of those families have been needing new homes for a while and that's improving uh, the housing stock there. Uh, one of the other things that um, the uh, TRLP talks about is leadership. And leadership is about making others better as a result of your presence and making sure that impact lasts in your absence. So I know uh, the chief uh, there at the police department talked about chief for a week. Uh, this is part of the training to help make others better. And so that uh, when you're not there, they're able to perform and do the job uh, as if you were there. Uh, not that we have to micromanage individuals, but we want to um, help people be successful by giving them the tools that they need to be successful, the training they need to be successful, and then trusting them and putting them into position to uh, complete the task. So I'm very excited about the the 2020 vision, a clear vision as we move uh, forward. Any closing remarks uh, from either one of you as we uh, get ready to wrap up this this first program in this uh, 2020 year in my, my uh, Barbara Walters uh, imitation? This is 2020. <laughs> so this is 2020. Here we are, Chief. Uh, what what are you looking forward to in the in this new year with the city and and we'll let the la uh, mayor have the last word before I, I close it out. I'm looking forward to some of the same things that we had in 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 2019. Uh, the the community support for the police department and for the things that we're trying to do has just been overwhelming. And if we can continue to keep that positive outlook and have everybody uh, working together and pulling together. Uh, I think there's no limit to what we can accomplish there in Hitchcock. And, and again, I want to thank everybody for the support that they've shown the police department. And um, um, and again, we just look look forward to bigger and better things. All right, Mayor. Thank you, Sam. Uh, I just want to toot the Chief's horn just a little bit, you know, and we've got a lot of new uh, police officers there. And uh, I, ha I don't think I've seen a more positive attitude from all the police officers uh, since I've been involved in city politics. So that's a, that's a real positive for that. If you guys get an opportunity to talk to, stop and talk to one of the police officers, uh, you'll always see a smile on her face. But also I'd like to say that, you know, myself being the mayor, Mrs. Gellis being the city administrator, we can't do it, make all these decisions on our own. I think this is probably one of the best commissions that Hitchcock's had uh, since I've been involved in politics. And uh, they all see the same goal at the end of the line, and we all pretty well agree on uh, all the things that we're, we're trying to do and accomplish within the city itself. And we appreciate the people that support the city commission. All right, that's going to wrap up this week's Meet in the Middle Chronicles. We, uh, um, when I think about Hitchcock, I want Hitchcock to be a, a city where every child can succeed, every senior is cared for, and every family can prosper. We want to be that light uh, in a dark world where individuals, as they come into the city, are attracted to uh, the love of Hitchcock. One of the committee members that worked on the comprehensive plan said, uh, Hitchcock 
live here, love here. Uh, so whether you work in the city or you live in the city uh, as a resident or you're just visiting as a as a tourist or visiting family, we want you to be welcome in, in the city and we want you to control your speed uh, for safety reasons. Uh, uh, Hitchcock was once known as a speed trap, but we don't want to get that reputation, but we do want to be uh, safe. So uh, we hope everyone has a prosperous 2020, uh, and I hope you have a clear vision. And, and whether you're in the city of Hitchcock or another city, uh, please join your community policing academy. Learn what they, uh, the challenges they face. Support your police department. Support your elected officials by being involved. Show up to city council meetings. Show up to committee meetings. Don't just complain. Keep a positive attitude about uh, making a difference in a positive way. So we're signing off. This is Sam Collins with Meet in the Middle Chronicles. Happy New Year and Happy New Decade.